A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, an epic battle between light and dark was fought. We're your hosts, Shalom and Courtney, and we're calling all Jedi, Jedi junkies. junkies. From Tatooine to Jakku, to buckle up for this hyperdrive adventure through the galaxy. You're listening to Jedi Junkies on Almost Nerdy. We are going to spoil these movies, so make sure you've already watched them. Okay, so welcome to this new phase new of Jedi Junkies, the new generation. Right? Our generation. Our generation. Is it our generation? Could Actually, be? I don't know. Yeah, because I, I, I have a feeling like we kind of fit in, in the older one a lot more, kind of. Yeah, but we're barely alive <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That like is true. they came out before. Yeah, we but were then bo- like well, I think okay, but but they've we we've for how long like they came out like in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, and then that means we've had those movies for how long before this new one came out? When was the first, when when did Wait, this one come out? Are the prequels considered our generation's one? Because are you supposed to be in love with the one that was your childhood? I think all of them can be I like don't I mean claim that. It, it doesn't it doesn't just because it came out during like the eighties mean we can't claim it as our generation. I don't think so. I want to claim this one because I like Ray. <laughs> okay, our generation, Courtney's generation. <laughs> We're like the same age. <laughs> okay, the Force Awakens. That's what we're discussing today. Yes, the Force Awakens. Lots of good stuff. So I'm going to do my two-sentence summary, and then we'll rate it, and we will dive into The Force Awakens. By rating, you mean judge it. I'm going to rate it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> judge. Okay. Oh, you mean, oh, rating the movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> You're jumping to judgmentalness. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh-huh. My two-sentence summary of The Force Awakens. The Resistance has acquired data to the mysterious location of Luke Skywalker that the First Order is willing to to kill to intercept so a new group of heroes must dash across the galaxy to give it to general organa a rescue mission to still star killer base both reveals ray's connection to the force and an opportunity to blow it up wow blew it up mm-hmm. that's pretty good Thank you. That's really good. You're good with words, so it it sounds it sounds formal. It sounds like <laughs> sounds like formal. yeah, this is what this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> with Shalom with his sidebars. Yeah, it's I got like, my little sidebars. Yeah, you added like ten sentences. It's literally it's a paragraph. <laughs> Shalom is one paragraph summary. Listen, I I tell stories. I tell stories. Okay. You know, and it's like. <laughs> But I'm not very good with words. So, <laughs> how would you rate this movie, Shalom? Ooh, I like I I would I would give it I'll give it I was about to say ninety percent a nine I give it a, a nine. nine yeah I give, give it, it a, a nine yeah what yeah, takes I can away see why. what takes away for you Uh like I don't know like it's just a like a feeling I guess like it's like you know when you watch something the and it's like factor yeah there's that it factor I mean like if I'm to be specific it's like nine and maybe like nine nine and a quarter or so it's like it goes, <laughs> nine point two it goes, five it goes there you know what I mean because because I would watch it if you said like let's watch it like I would watch it you know mm-hmm. it's just not in my mind it's just not one of those like well let me watch this 20 million times type mm-hmm. of thing it's not it's mm-hmm. not that so nine sounds pretty appropriate for me mm. yeah did you feel i know it got a lot of criticism for this did you feel like it leaned a little bit too much on the nostalgia like nah. it's it's very nah. very similar to nah. a new hope like very sim very similar but very different at the same time mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean it's, it's like okay let's let's if you look at new hope Obviously, it's like the story of someone who is living on a kind of doesn't know doesn't know who they are. They live on a desert. Doesn't know like 
But Luke's story is very different. He mm. wants to be Imperial pilot. He wants to be all these things. And the the story, he, like her story is more fast-paced. It's more, there's massive differences to New Hope. So I don't see that. I think, I think, I think people got a little weird there. Like, mm. I, I just don't know what, what a lot, like, or whoever was criticizing it that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they were actually seeing to make a comparison because i don't see it i mean i think it's kind of similar like we've got mm. we've kind of got the scoundrel which i would say is poe we've got right. like kind of like the good guy but poe isn't really a scam- scoundrel kind though scoundrelly ish but he's not like if okay like if you take poe and you take han, han solo very different personalities yeah. very different ambitions very different goals he is hardcore for the resistance. He's yeah. in there. He's not selfish. He's like really about the mission. And wait, maybe g- Poe's supposed to be like Leia, and Finn is supposed to be like Han, because Finn is a stormtrooper. Right. So Finn, Finn would be more like, but he's not even like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I think that's kind of <laughs> where it's like they. I think people. Pe- I don't know. Like sometimes you go towards you're a really movie protective. And you have, I think. You have, I, I don't think I'm being like I'm. No, like, no. I say I think yeah. people get protective oh, okay, of stories that they love. Yeah. And anything that feels a little similar, yeah, they don't like. I I do mm. really like in this mm. movie though that they did decide to go back to the puppets. Like they did go back to physical objects. Yeah. I think that that was a really smart move. Right. Because right. 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 I just think acting with something physical versus mm. acting with something that's not actually there mm. is is just better. I, right. I think that it right. helps actors. I think it helps everyone. I mean, BB-8, yeah. the fact that they made BB-8 is, mm-hmm. like, ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't even believe that. Yeah. I think the only similarity that I would I would say is BB-8 and R2-T2, like, their journey. Kind Wait, of what like, about Starkiller Base? I, I think, okay, so I think Starkiller okay. Base is, that's a similarity, uh-huh. but it's so much bigger. It's so much for me. I'm like that is because I think people wanted the who is the ba like mm. who like the badass in this movie, the person who's like scary, and everyone thought it was Kylo Ren. Yeah, I think the the badass in the situation is Snoke. Snoke and that huge base because yeah, like if you look at even you know with store with movies like I always go like with with a scene with a phase of a movie, I always go like, who is the focus? Who's the person that they're like really fixing their eyes on? Who's the dominant personality? And for me, it's General Hux. I think he mm. is the focal point at this moment where he has this base. They give him a whole speech. He's standing in front of this. Uh, they have that whole like kind of almost like a Reich kind of yeah. moment where yeah. he's like, and saying all these things. And then the, the soldier is just like, whoa, you know, and then yeah. it's like showing the power of the first order mm-hmm. and showing that the first order is, 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 it's it's a whole system. Obviously, there's Snoke and there is you know Kylo and they're there and they're the Jedi and they're they're doing all that stuff. I think that in a sense they push the the First Order forward a little bit. So yeah, there are similar more than the Empire, right? There's similar right. There's similarities between the two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're very there are similarities, but I don't think that those similarities are like, oh my gosh, this is like literally the same story. It's mm, not. It's mm. not. I think there are pieces that they are repeating, just like they like to repeat, you know, hands getting cut off, limbs. At least didn't cut <laughs> limbs this time. But like, they just threw someone off a balcony they, right, or a bridge. I think, I think that's what people are seeing, but mm. I don't think it's enough to say, oh, it's the same story, because this is not the same story. It's yeah. very different. Yeah, mm. and you have different power dynamics, like what you were throwing out there. Yeah, yeah I, um, I kind of cut you off. By accident. But oh, what you were saying sorry. about about BB-8 with R2-D2. Right. Like, yeah, that's pretty much the only thing. Like, something, right. like, a specific message getting put inside right. the droid. Yes. And then, again, it's one of those things where it's, like, I think that they like to play kind of on, like, the droids a little bit. Mm-hmm. As, like, they're kind of seen as, like, lesser beings. So, because right. they're seen as lesser beings. Right. Right. They get ignored easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so true. I do, like, I like that story a lot. Yeah. That's so true. And it's like, hey, look. And BBA is kind of an upgrade to to R2-D2. You know, the stuff he can do. He's it's so cute. It's pretty cool. Like, um, R2-D2 is cute as well. But, like, 
you know, he's an upgrade. He it's tips fine. over it's, a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> he does. R2D2 always falls he, over. <laughs> right. And then he's like, ah, his little legs. <laughs> but but I, I think that, I think that, yeah, we, yeah, I, I, I don't agree with that position. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. It's not the same story. It's just similar pieces. Yeah. I mean, it's um, within the same universe. Mm -hmm. And Han dies, you know, which I have some theories around that. <laughs> Because my theory is anyone who falls down that hole is probably not dead. Here we go, guys. Prove me wrong. <laughs> get ready. <laughs> no, why don't you just tell us your theory now? We'll just get it out. <laughs> I'm going to get it out. Because everyone who's fallen down that hole is somehow alive. Um, uh, Sith Darth Maul is alive, technically, because <laughs> we're in from, from the solo movie. Uh, we else? Uh, Luke Skywalker fell down, is alive, and apparently from the trailer, the Emperor is probably alive. So it's like <laughs> nobody dies. Anybody who falls down that hole is still freaking alive. Yeah. I think because of Leia's reaction that he is in fact dead. Shalom does not feel that way though. I, I don't. He doesn't feel it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe Leia sensed danger, but she didn't sense, or maybe he's at the brink of death. And was was like saved because you know there's a whole story even around Darth Maul, right? That's true. You know, That's and true. so so what if he's, he could be on the brink of death? And she's like, oh, heartbreak. You know, I I really don't feel like they're gonna go down that path, but <laughs> you are welcome to theorize. <laughs> How much fun would it be? Okay, we're gonna talk about the new cast of characters, okay. but first we're gonna take a quick break. Each week when we put out an episode of Almost Nerdy, I am most excited about sharing themes. I love diving into the story and the characters, pulling out these lessons that are so relevant to real life today. When we did an episode on Avatar, we were blown away by just how the story of the humans invading Pandora, taking advantage of the natives and the resources, is such a parallel to colonization. After each recording, we are even more excited to share these lessons with you guys. It's amazing some of the feedback that we've gotten about how people see the movies differently. It's amazing when someone says, hey, maybe you missed this. And we love that because we get to grow together with you. If you enjoy our podcast and are wondering how you can support us, the best way is by giving small monthly donations so that we can dedicate more time and grow this community. If you would like to do this, you can find the link in the podcast info. Thanks, guys. So I was thinking because we are starting a new trilogy that it would be cool to kind of talk about our new cast of characters. Mm. So do you have anyone specific you want to talk about first? I mean, how about we just start with Rey? I, th I think she's I such a her. great, such a great character to start off. I... Her whole vibe mm -hmm. is so different. Mm -hmm. So different from Luke. Yeah. You know, and was Luke is whiny. He's like, oh, I wanted to go and play with my friends and get some battery converters. <laughs> you know? <laughs> she's like, she's hustling. She's hustling. She's out here like pulling metal, like doing, she's, she's a boss, you know? Like, yeah. so I, I like, I like her whole vibe. And, 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 and we'll dive into Finn probably next, but like, and kind of how Finn actually helps to Finn's character helps to, to actually bring more of race, like stand like very independent personality, mm -hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I immediately fell in love with Ray. Yeah. She's a very likable character. Mm -hmm. Um I feel like with Ray, what sets her apart from Luke is that she is a little bit more like reluctant of a hero. I feel like she mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily Mm. see herself as a hero. Right. Is what I would say about right. Rey. Mm -hmm. I don't think that she, like, is setting out to do anything like that. But she does like to do the right thing. Mm. And I think you can see that in, you know, she saves BB-8. Yeah. And then when the guy wants wants BB-8, she's yeah. like... Even though, like, so much food. Like, she would have yeah. gotten so much food. She wouldn't have to scavenge for, like, yeah. ever, basically. Yeah. yeah. 
if she had just given up BB-8, but yeah. she was like, no, I, you know, I can't do that. Yeah. So I think you see that side mm. of her very much like on, wants to be on the right side. Mm. And then I like that she, um, I like her like reaction to the force. Mm. Like she's intrigued by it, but she's not like, she's not like crazy about it. I feel like. Mm. True. True. Very true. Um, which is another contrast as well, like where it's like I mean, Luke was kind of was was quickly kind of took up to it mm-hmm. in a sense, you yeah. Know? And and I think that yeah, that's a big difference. She she's very she's very interesting to me mm-hmm. in that she is good, but she also has a very real side when when she's offered. Mm-hmm. The the portions, quarter portions, yeah. <laughs> 28 portions. I like how he says it. That sounds portions. awesome. Portions. <laughs> um, she, she's tempted by it. Yeah. And it's a very, it's a real moment where she goes to grab it and she's just like holding on to it. And then she looks at BB-8 and she decides to do the right thing. And I, and I feel like that re, that kind of is very, very real. You know, very mm-hmm. real, where they don't present her as this, per- like, this. no, this is wrong, I'm not yeah. going to do it, oh, leave me alone. It's a very real moment, and I think that mm-hmm. this is something that we see over time as we, as the trilogy moves along, you see that very real side to mm-hmm. her that is very much like, she can, she's, she's almost willing to show her susceptibility to temptation Mm -hmm. she's very vulnerable with that and yet eventually at some point she will make the right decision Mm -hmm. and i like that about her yeah yeah Yeah, and i think that goes along with our like her bringing balance yeah concept that we've been talking about throughout this this series that we've been doing yeah so you touch on finn real quick yeah what do you think initial (laughs) thoughts on finn i love finn He's just amazing. I'm a huge Finn fan. He is amazing. I am all about that. And I'm just going to say this right now. This is an unpopular opinion. I do not agree with people who say Ray and Kylo. I'm going to say it now. And we're going to bring it up <laughs> in the next episode. But I'm <laughs> like, let's just get over right it. Now. Let's move on. <laughs> right? Okay. So I... I think Finn and Ray, he Finn brings such a balance to Ray. Mm. Ray is a strong personality who is very she's very she's bossy in a sense mm. on the ship. Which is like, no, no, that's not it. That's not it. Like very bossy. <laughs> and he is he's a strong personality. He's a strong personality. But in his own way, he's very he's funny. He's very kind of goofy. Pretty goofy, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he's he's ba. He's a good fighter. He's mm-hmm. he's got he he knows what he's good at, but he's afraid. His his background is he basically grew up under the first order, yeah, and got to see so much bad stuff. And I love his turnaround moment where he sees his fellow soldier and and the the blood on his face. Yeah. I love that. That was a great, such a powerful moment of this is real. It became real to him, and I, and I thought that. They really show someone who meets conflict. He's not a clone. Mm-hmm. And, and so he, he actually brings a whole new version of a stormtrooper. Yeah. You know, which is that they're taking young kids and they are brainwashing them, so to speak, mm-hmm. and making them stormtroopers. And so that, that, really, that really struck me a lot. Like he's, yeah, he's cool. I like yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting this idea of stormtrooper that they've brought to the first order because right. as we had seen in Clone Wars, mm. like they had kind of inhibited a lot about yeah. the clones, yeah, so that they would be better soldiers, so they would follow orders better, so that they would do all that. So mm. like now the first order has gotten rid of that, but they are taking children. You know, right. like, I don't right. know if it's, like, people who can't pay debts or, like, whatever, yeah. like, what's happening yeah. there. But, like, they are taking children and raising them mm. since they were kids. Mm. So, I think that that's kind of an interesting concept. And mm. I do I do actually wonder, like, what makes you, like, a stormtrooper versus, like, a general. Like, do you start as a stormtrooper? Like, mm. I think that would be a really interesting mm. thing to find out. Yeah. But I really, I really, really like Finn a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines <laughs> 
Yes, and it's so silly. It's the part when he's like, he's like, why do you want to go back to Jakku? Got boyfriend? Got a cute boyfriend? Like, he's like clearly interested in her. And like, I love, I, yeah, talking about their dynamic. Like, uh, I just think that their dynamic overall is very interesting. Like, you know, he's trying to hold her hand. He's trying to guide her. And she's mm. like, let go of my hand. Like, like I, can run, I can run without you holding my hand. Like, <laughs> and as, as someone who doesn't like uh, to be like touched that much, mm. I really enjoy that. Because mm. I'm like, don't stop touching me. Like, mm. I'm good. Like, right. please stop touching me. Yeah. So I do really enjoy that about their dynamic. And, yeah. and I agree. I think that, um, I think without Finn's prodding, I don't know that, that Ray would have gotten off of Jakku. Mm, true. You know, I don't Very know that true. she would have ended up on this adventure without yeah. him kind of being like, hey, we need to do this. And, you mm. know, she's trying to get, she's trying to get BB-8 to where he needs to go. Yeah. And they get on that whole yeah. adventure. Yeah, Finn Finn really plays a a big role in all of this. Mm-hmm. He kind of, you know, he he's he's someone who's coming from the dark side of things. Yeah. And he says, I don't want the dark side. Yeah. And so he's running away from 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 the first order. So that's why I think he he's he's more of a balance than Kylo, who's like saying Help me, grandfather, to be bad. Make me bad. I want to be bad. Kylo. Uh, trying his best. And you know what? And Finn, Finn is super, super brave. Like, mm. I mean, Finn grabs that lightsaber and he's just like. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he fights Kylo. He does. And there's no way he's going to beat Kylo. Mm-hmm. There's just no way. Yeah. There's just no way. Yeah. But, you know, he really gets in there and. Mm. And I find it, it's interesting because I feel like we're always coming from the side of, you know, the rebellion, from the resistance, like mm. from like the Jedi order, right? Yes, yes. So it's like when you hear people yelling like traitor at Finn, it's like, mm. he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Because they feel, they feel, you know, they're brainwashed. So they're yeah. told this is the way it should be. This is, mm-hmm. this is how, how you should live your life. You know, this like mm-hmm. this is the everyone else is wrong, and so anyone else who leaves your group is a yeah has betrayed you. So it's, but for people who don't see that, who don't who are not indoctrinated, they're like, are you crazy? Yeah, like, <laughs> like you guys are evil. how can you say that? Uh, you literally just like blew up an entire like right. <laughs> planetary system. Like, right, it was like five oh planets at once. Yeah, I was like that was crazy. You just killed the bazillion people. Yeah, that's genocide. Yeah. And you're Xenocide, like, basically. And, may, and then you're like, yeah. Then you're like, traitor. Yeah. <laughs> to one guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, we're kind of talking about Kylo already. Like initial thoughts on Kylo. Um, to be honest, I I I was impressed by like he's a, he's very powerful, mm-hmm. but he's childish. Yeah. He's a he's a child. He's mm-hmm. he's young. He is like emotional. We can't talk about Kylo without addressing some of the disappointment that people had about Kylo, yeah. which is that was he wasn't that. powerful enough. Mm-hmm. He wasn't strong enough. How could Ray beat him mm-hmm. in that one fight? And I, I really think that, I think that Kylo is an average Jedi, right? Like, or was okay. I'm gonna say that again. He was an average Jedi, mm. who or kind of good who found that he could be more powerful by, or thought, or was deceived, was seduced Mm -hmm. to thinking that he could be more powerful by being a, you know, a dark, a Sith. Uh, I don't even know if this is a Sith thing. No, they're from the Knights of Ren. Well, right, a a Knight of Ren, right? Like, and I... I think he was deceived to think that by becoming that, he can be more powerful. And then mm. he's got this whole legacy of, of Anakin Skywalker, who is probably the most powerful. I mean, mm. I, mean pro- I mean, Luke is probably more powerful now, like with the last movie. We won't mm. talk about that. But yeah. I think there's pressure. There's tons mm. of pressure that he's feeling to fulfill this destiny of being this great Jedi. Mm-hmm. But I think he feels frustrated and was seduced to thinking that he could, he could like be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Snoke is using him and you can tell 
by the by the fact that it's kind of like a similar vibe of bring her to me like mm-hmm. with kind of another similarity but but I think that's just how that world works. They, the the supreme, the 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 Snoke or the Emperor, mm-hmm. whoever that person is, is always interested in whoever is more powerful. Mm. He's always going like, "Oh, that guy is so powerful! Bring bring them to me." Mm-hmm. That's the just the culture, and and I think that Kylo, Kylo is just that. That's all it is. He's just this this guy who's trying to be as powerful as possible. Is frustrated that he's not accomplishing that level of power. And is willing to do anything to get it, and he has become obsessed with it. That's why mm-hmm. he he's praying to Darth, to Anakin, Darth Vader, which is awkward because he's not bad anymore. Yeah, he he actually <laughs> yeah, repented at <laughs> right, the end. So it's right, very... so 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 that's kind of my my thinking. And so he's, I think his story is a side is almost a side story mm-hmm. in my mind. When I think of Kylo, I I really struggle to think see him as a main as a main centerpiece to like to face Ray. I just don't see it that way. Mm. I can see him alongside Ray at some point, maybe towards the end, but I don't see him as, oh my gosh, this is gotta be a Ray Kylo fight. Mm. Cause I, it just, yeah, doesn't seem like that to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that people were disappointed with Kylo because I think they wanted another Darth Vader, Darth Vader, mm. which is funny because, as we said before, if you <laughs> went down that route, then you would be just copying A New Hope. Right. And that's not the direction they wanted to go. Hence the other complaint as yeah, well. Yeah, and then, then you have that. So <laughs> I feel like this is, like, kind of what happens with series sometimes when you're, like, rebooting stuff and you're moving forward with stories. Mm. I think that a good story, like, the, I think that this is a really solid story. Yes. And it, the second one, I think, is solid as well. Mm-hmm. I know this is an unpopular opinion, but I really like The Last Jedi. Like, I'm... I'm a fan of The Last Jedi. Mm. Um, and I know a lot of people are not, but mm. I think it fits into the storyline very well. And I think it, it mm-hmm. keeps it moving. But back to yeah. Kylo, I think people are disappointed with him, but I think that he is not meant to be the main opponent mm. to Rey, no. as what you said. Yeah. I mean, even at the very end, Snoke is like, Snoke tells Hux, like, mm-hmm. get Kylo, it's time to finish his training. Mm-hmm. Like he's not even done being trained. He's a baby. You know, he's yeah. still he's still a baby. And I think mm. he's I actually think he's very equal to the place that Anakin was when Anakin was his age in mm. in the last movie of the prequels. Mm-hmm. I yeah. actually think he's like yeah. pretty much there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I that think that was Revenge of the Sith. Phase. Yeah. Yeah, the very yeah, the raw, very raw like, like pure emotion. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think he's you. very much there, and mm-hmm. it's like, and I think that that one scene that everybody always makes fun of it when he's just like slashing at the at all the mm. machinery, he's just like hacking yeah. away at it, like yeah, you know, he's throwing a tantrum, but it's like Anakin will do exactly. Anakin would have done. Anakin mm. did do the same thing, you know. Right. Like Anakin was, he right. is very similar. I think he is very much on that path mm. of of mm. that. And I think the other mm. thing to be said of Kylo, and it's like it's kind of hinted at through the conversations between Leia and Han, and then we kind of get like a little bit of a snippet mm. in that like kind of prophecy moment that mm. um, yeah. Ray has. Is I don't, <laughs> I don't know that Leia and Han are probably, like, the best parents. You know, like, (laughs) they have kind of a dysfunctional relationship, even in the way they were, like, they're, like, we couldn't make it work out. Like, we were always fighting. Mm. Like, you know, that's kind of the the relationship they had. And it's, like, and then on top of that, you've got the Skywalker bloodline, right, which is known Mm. to be powerful. Mm. And they know that they have this kid and they give him the Luke and Luke is kind of impulsive. Like, let's be honest, mm. he's impulsive. <laughs> so when things don't go well with Luke, like, I mean, I don't know why people are surprised about that. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Luke- Nothing is surprising here. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's very much within character. This is not yeah, like. I think th- yeah. Kylo just seems, Kylo just seems like. Yeah. Someone who's hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and then like to to your point, what you were saying about like becoming more powerful, like he was. This is jumping ahead a little bit to mm. to the next movie, but you know he was betrayed by Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke almost killed him. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like I can yeah. definitely see why Kylo is the way that he is and mm-hmm. why he was like, I need to become more powerful so something like that doesn't happen to me again. Mm-hmm. So that someone who I trust doesn't try to kill me, mm-hmm. you know? So I could definitely see him being like, I need to be powerful like Darth Vader. Mm. Yeah, like, or even before that, I, I think he, he was starting to get curious. I think that's that's part of well, why Luke, why Luke is always yeah. is really but I mean we won't dive dive into the next one yeah, because I, I think that that explains a lot of what happened and uh, it's 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 very Kylo is such a is such a complication mm. it's such a complication I like I I really think that he he will probably have the same ending as Darth Vader that's my thinking that he's um, gonna like turn mm. and sacrifice himself. Basically. Yeah, yeah, because he he sacrifices his his father, who I don't really think is is dead. <laughs> yeah, we're back in this. Okay, <laughs> but moving on. <laughs> but I think that his ending is is very similar, and I think that anything else or will, will be, be will be. You're similar. theorizing that it will be. I'm theorizing that it will be similar, mm-hmm. where he he probably will make some sort of sacrifice. Anything less than that, I think, is having to live with killing, not killing your father. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's hard. That's hard. And I think it's that so weird. <laughs> the best redemption for a character like that is self-sacrifice. It's like, a lone love sacrifice. <laughs> Shalom's, like, I, Shalom's like, the only way for Kylo to be redeemed is if he kills himself. I'm like, Shalom. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it makes, it, I think it makes sense, like, you know, to think about it, like, you know, um, in Buffy, you know, doesn't the, the bad guy sacrifice himself in the end? Like, a lot of these shows, the bad guy almost has to reach up or has to reach a point of self-sacrifice. They don't have to, they feel like they have, that character feels like Right, they like, to. they feel they have to, but they, they, it's almost like, I think that's, that's the balance of mm. that kind of that kind of world, you know, mm-hmm. um, where Tony Stark wasn't a villain, but he was bad in a sense. Like he, yeah. there's so much weight on a personality like Tony Stark that the only kind of massive redemption thing to happen is is self sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's that's what happens, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, mm. I see that. Yeah, let's move on to Poe. <laughs> Feelings on Poe. That's one hell of a pilot. (laughs) Right? Oh, I love it. Finn has so many good lines. Like, Finn has so many good lines. So many good lines. uh, (laughs) We're big Finn fans. Finn fans. Yes. Yes. Also, just a side note, as an interracial couple, Mm. having Ray and Finn Mm. as main characters pretty much changed our lives. It did. (laughs) We We, we actually dressed as Ray and Finn for... For well, Halloween. I, I can't remember what year that was. But I don't know. Whatever year it came out. That yeah. was we were right <laughs> It was so much fun. That was probably our best costume. I think so. I think so. <laughs> Back to Poe. <laughs> Back to Poe. Just an overall nice guy. Super gutsy. Yeah. Really talented. Yeah. Really awesome. And he's he's I don't know who to compare him to, really. He's 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 not he's not bad. You know, he's not like a bad person, yeah. you know? But at the same time, he's very he's got that bad boy vibe to him. Like when, when you talk when you It's like, like Daredevil. I don't yeah, know that I would call like, it bad boy, I would call yeah. it Daredevil. He's got a Daredevil vibe. Yeah, because in the next movie, he's kind of like a bad boy. He's a I don't even know what I don't want to go too much in right, I have, okay, okay, I have yeah. many thoughts. Yeah. And I, I like <laughs> I really, really enjoy what they do with his with his character development. Mm-hmm. In the next movie, so I yeah. don't want to dive into that too much now true, because true. it's hard to talk just about initial, him with yeah. this context only. Yeah, because yeah. he he doesn't have too much here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, I I really liked Poe a lot. Like, yeah, I was a big fan of him. Yeah, I like yeah, I like the daring. I like mm-hmm. the me too. I like how when he first meets Finn, he's like, "I'm not calling you by those weird numbers that they gave you. Like, you yeah. get a real name, you yeah. know? Because that's probably one of the first times that." Finn has felt like a person, mm-hmm. you know, like a real person and not mm-hmm. a stormtrooper. Just you know, just yeah. a, just numbers. Mm. So I think that that's that's really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, he's he's a very like just all around nice guy. Great fashion taste. That jacket is awesome. <laughs> One day when I'm rich, I'll I'll buy that jacket. Like that. that was a really nice jacket. <laughs> <laughs> 
By the way, I like jackets, sweaters, and shoes. <laughs> and t-shirts. Fashionista. <laughs> I'm a fashion fan. We can't talk about we can't talk about Poe without talking about BB-8. Oh. BB-8. Love of my life. Star Wars and cute things is they, so good at it. He's so good at it. Whoever comes up with these things is is amazing. Baby, baby Yoda. Like, <laughs> come on, come on. Too much, too much. <laughs> oh my, we didn't even get to Porgs yet. Oh my gosh, they know they they have it locked down. Like they are like, we know how to make cute things, and you will love them. You will go because BB Eight, like. Like he took like social media by storm, like it was crazy. Yeah, and and that was such a cool thing. And he's he's in a sense he's got that that um similar kind of vibe to R two D two. He he's m- more expressive. Yeah, especially those little squeals that he does when yeah. he, when he sees Finn the first time uh, and that like really high. Like, it's like ah, yelling at so him. Cute. And then he so cute. Then he, um, I like when he's like, he can electrocute. He's got like, (laughs) (laughs) he definitely, yeah, they definitely gave him a lot of emotion because I think, I think because his head can move so much, like he's got Mm, so much mobility, he can show more like sadness and like Mm -hmm, happy and mm -hmm. like he can squeal and he can move quickly. And he, whereas I think like R2D2 like couldn't. He could like kind of go fast, but not nearly as fast as BB-8. Like BB-8 can like really move. Yeah. Like he can really move. Yeah, if he's so fast. Um, one of my <laughs> I love when <laughs> when Finn first tells BB eight that he's not actually part of the resistance. Yeah. Is BB eight a he or she? It's a droid. I think it's a boy. Oh okay. I, I actually don't know. I just thought about it. I I've like, always I called like, it a him. Yeah. Um a few honorable mentions that I just want to throw out there would uh-huh. be Phasma. And Hux. <laughs> Any <laughs> thoughts on the two of them initially? I I I think one of the things that is so much better in storytelling nowadays is the interaction between the villain and the heroes. Mm-hmm. It's more there's more of that inter it's funnier. It's there's almost like a humor to it that they can bring out, you know? When Finn goes to Phasma and is like, Who's in charge now, Phasma? <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, and then Han's like Han's like a trash compactor. That's He's right. Uh, that's one of my favorites. And and I think and I think that that sort of interaction and they kind of touch on that in the next movie. I th- I love that part, like that development in storytelling, where those interactions are just more humorous, you know. Mm. And and I like I like those, and I like their pers- I like Hux is cool because he kind of represents that uh, Reich mm. Reich vibe very mm-hmm. much. We will show them you know, very yeah. much, very hardliner, yeah, you know, vibe, and and I think that. That's cool. It's kind of cool to see them make a play at that to show that that kind of thinking is very similar. Mm-hmm. And and I thought that they did a great job with him. And and in the next movie, we get to see a bit more of him. In this one, it's kind of... I mean, we, we see yeah, that Yeah, they're just more, like honorable mentions right yeah, now. We, we do know? see that Snoke has a leaning towards Hux mm-hmm. a lot more than Kylo. Hux keeps making taking advantage of Kylo's like weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Kylo's missing a lot of things. Yeah. Like FN FN2187 slash Finn. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was just numbers at mm-hmm. that time. Kylo sees sees him. Yeah. And had kind of has a moment and even mentions him when they're like, well, so why didn't you like grab the dude when you saw him? <laughs> you just grab him or kill him or something, you know? And I think Kylo is missing a lot of things. And which makes Hux more prominent in those moments. So mm. you have snippets of of him mm-hmm. where he gives a speech or he during the conference calls <laughs> with Snow, <laughs> where calls. he's 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 always he's coming out on top every time, mm-hmm. you know. And it's it's cool to see that sort of dynamic being a little different. Where mm-hmm. there was a situation where with Darth Vader, Darth Vader was more like dominant, so to speak, you know. Mm. And even though even though there was kind of like a fight and politics, mm-hmm. you could tell like that 
you know, the 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 emperor had this love for Vader, almost like leaning towards Vader. Yeah. But in this movie, the way I saw it is that Hux has more of the of Snoke's favor. Yeah, I think in this movie, because Kylo's so young, he's kind of got that like disadvantage a little bit. Mm. But I mean. They seem to respect him overall, because I mean I don't know if you yeah. remember, but remember in in the original trilogy, they they were like you're not gonna the Death Star can kill everyone, like mm. you can't do anything with yeah. your with your like tricks, but then mm-hmm. he like chokes that guy. Out. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> awkward. Yeah, I I really liked the introduction of Phasma. Um, a, I loved her as Brienne in mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Instantly recognized her voice. Was mm-hmm. like, yeah, Brienne. Brienne! <laughs> Another so. tragic ending to the disaster <laughs> that was Game of Thrones. Yeah, we don't want to talk. About it. I can't stop. Mm-hmm. Breaks my heart. I pretend like season eight didn't happen. Yeah, never it, did, it ended before never that. Happened. <laughs> never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. They, I feel like they really were were trying to make some corrections for the male domination in mm. the previous movies. Where mm. There weren't very many, many female roles. Yeah. So I do like yeah. that we see a woman in power, like even if she's on the bad side. Mm. <laughs> Still, she's very high up. She's got the cool armor. She's so shiny. Mm. Yes. So I like that. Yes. Hux, I think they were really, like, setting the groundwork for what they do with him in the next movie. Mm. Like, you really do get to see, like, he's in charge. He has direct contact Mm. with Snoke. Like, I feel like they did a really good job kind of, like, laying out the groundwork so that we were ready for the the Mm. second movie. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Speaking of women in power, Maz is another another character that... Mm -hmm really comes out because she's she's the boss there when she yells it goes like the whole room (laughs) goes quiet yeah and and i thought that was such a powerful statement especially with the past that's what i love Mm -hmm. i love this about disney and i'll keep talking about it i love that disney is i love that they are this powerful company that's taking over the the entertainment industry Mm -hmm. And yet they are willing to hit the pause button and say, we want to fix things that we messed up in the past. And and that's awesome to see mm-hmm. in this movie and the movies that come after that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. While we're talking about Maz, um, how did you interpret like that kind of like force vision thing that Ray has when she's like down in the basement and, and gets the lightsaber? Mm. Wow. So many thoughts. I, I, I think probably Joe. Joe is more articulate at going like, oh, this scene was that they show this and they show this. And I so I can't really speak to that. What I can what I can say is there's definitely a very powerful connection between Ray and the force. Mm. We don't know why it's that way. We don't know, you know. What's going on with Ray? Mm-hmm. Why, why is she so special? What makes her so special? Mm-hmm. What makes her so different? Because mm-hmm. in 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 the pro- progression of the whole Skywalker, you know, kind of journey, it's from you know, it's generational, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what's her story? What's mm-hmm. her? Story? What 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 makes her different? And I'm curious to know about her story. Mm-hmm. And they touch on that in the next movie, which. I have massive thoughts on that, but <laughs> well, yeah, what's her story, you know? And, and so I, I want to know more about her and, and, and go like, yeah, there's, there's some future stuff. Well, one of the scenes is of the fight scene they have at the end yeah. on the Death Star Base. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the, uh, what's the Star Killer Star Base? Killer base. Death Star Base. Death Star, <laughs> Star base. Killer Base. <laughs> Stick them all together. And... And and so she's seeing some future stuff. She's seeing some past stuff. I think mm-hmm. yeah. with Luke Skywalker yeah, and BB-8. Luke. So and oh, even her own past kind of comes into light a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I I, can, I can't speak to those scenes. I can't really speak to to that as to what some of those things mean. But yeah, definitely there's a massive 
connection to her and the force and she's special she's different and mm-hmm. there's something that she has that is really gonna bring balance true balance to mm-hmm. the force mm. Mm. yeah i that scene i remember watching that and rewinding and rewinding and rewinding mm. it before last year yeah. i came out um just because you we do get that smidge of luke mm. and we can see like everything's burning it's like what's happening there and then we also just get that little snippet into her past. Like, her parents sold her, you mm. know? <laughs> yeah. Her parents sold her. Yeah. So, it was like, was she left there to be safe? Like, what was happening there? Mm. I, I think they just left her, personally. I, I think they sold her. Mm. And that was that's her story. And I think this is an unpopular opinion as well. I think everybody wanted Ray to be a Skywalker. I think they were ready for that. Mm. I actually really like that she's like in quotes a nobody. Mm. I like that a mm. lot because I think that if you look at the original trilogy, yeah. not everyone who was becoming a Jedi was a Skywalker. Right. True. You know, like not True. everyone was Skywalker. So there are True. all these people out there who are in, in tune with the force mm. who can use the force and aren't being trained in it. Mm. And I think that that was their way mm. of kind of getting us there, getting yeah. us back to that idea of like, yeah. it's not always about the Skywalkers. Yeah. Like, it's not always about that family drama. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. There are other people out there yeah. who can use the force. Like, I mean, Yoda and Obi-Wan, they're not, they're yeah. not Skywalkers. Yeah. You also got to advocate for that a little bit where you're like, the Skywalkers are just, causing drama out yeah. here yeah they're just causing <laughs> drama like look at all the drama they've caused <laughs> they've created two like super evil people <laughs> my goodness <laughs> my goodness skywalkers get it together yeah get it right <laughs> <laughs> work on your drama somewhere that's uh, not taking over the entire galaxy okay and like just ruining democracy like they really just uh, hate democracy uh, <laughs> like i I would say though, I I disagree with that position, but I cannot really comment on that without talking about the next movie. You're too excited about the next movie, like because because yeah, my feelings about what you might be mentioning, what you're mentioning, <laughs> are very strong. So I want to stay away from it until okay. we do the next podcast. Okay. <laughs> so we kind of talked about we kind of talked about Luke for a little bit. Do you feel like the story of of Luke just kind of disappearing? Like, what do you think about that? Because I know a lot of people were disappointed in that. Like, what are your feelings on on Luke going into hiding? Were people disappointed that he went into hiding? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, people were upset. They were like, that's not in character with Luke. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, please. Tiny I'm, baby I'm, Luke. Let's move on. That's That's my response. <laughs> <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> okay, so but, okay, you're not okay. gonna respond. But, I'm but, gonna but respond. But for real, like it's 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 ridiculous. Like I'm like, are we watching the same thing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think people really wanted Luke to have changed a lot, mm. um, because where we mm. where we leave off in Return of the Jedi, he does seem to have kind of like turned a leaf a little bit you know mm. he seems to have grown up a lot he, he's he's yeah. very grown up compared to new hope he's very yeah. very grown up so from like where he was in new hope mm. i think that people wanted him to be like a lot more grown up but i also yeah. think i also think that from empire strikes back mm. we see luke gets very discouraged easily like he gets yeah. very very discouraged easily mm. once something gets hard he gets very discouraged and I'm just trying to imagine him, like, in a situation where he is starting, you know, he's trying to start up the Jedi again. Mm. And Joe actually talked about this in um, in mm. the last episode, in our last episode of Jedi Junkies, where he was kind of talking about how, you know, Luke does prescribe by a lot of things that the Jedi, that the Jedi believe in. But he mm. also, at the same time, has a lot of beliefs that don't really line up with what the Jedi say. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So it does make me think, like, you know, mm. Yoda's always telling him like patience. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he would get impatient, and mm-hmm. then he would run away. Um, I think I think that people need to need to also understand that the force has been out of balance even before 
Anakin. You know, mm. even before Anakin, even before, I think that the force went out of balance because of these like demarcations of right and wrong. Mm. And and I think that Ray is the is actually the person to bring the balance. Mm-hmm. So which is which is why which is why I I think that Ray has a connection to the Skywalkers somehow. I I don't know what it is, but I think that it's the Skywalker ba- bloodline that brings the balance. So the prophecy says talks about a boy who will bring the ba- who will bring mm-hmm. you know balance, but could bring balance by having kids and grandkids and you know that's sort of that lead, lead to that that could be it you know <laughs> from a certain perspective <laughs> from a certain perspective I, to quote Obi-Wan <laughs> a certain perspective you know it could be that it could be just the bloodline right mm. the Anakin bloodline that brings balance and I think that I think that's what we might be experiencing where you know, the the force is out of order, is chaotic. So the chaos you see with Luke makes sense. He's already like a kind of whiny party. Not every single... Okay, also in real life, not every single person grows up, right? <laughs> you know, not every single person goes from being whiny to being like not whiny. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't happen. Not, not, not every single person like matures and becomes, you know a better person, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it makes sense. Like, look, it's real life. People like Luke just didn't get over his, that almost like whiny, impulsive side. He never mm-hmm. got over that. Mm-hmm. And he just remained like that. Plus the fact that he's dealing with this complexity, that's the force. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of dealing with it with the old rules of right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see him, being frustrated, getting upset, and running away. But the next movie does explain everything perfectly. As to mm-hmm. when you hear what actually happened, it makes sense that it runs, yeah. runs away. You yeah. Know? So I really struggled to get a theme from this movie because mm. I do feel like when you have a saga, when you have a trilogy, mm. the first one is always kind of set up. So it's kind of hard yeah. to get yeah. a theme, really. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how I would really describe this theme in like a concise way. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to go for it and see mm. what happens. So I really want to focus on Ray because mm. I find it very interesting that she's going on this big adventure, right? Mm. And the whole time she's just sitting there going, but I'm just a scavenger. Like, I'm just a scavenger. Mm. And I think maybe like some of this story is like, how do you identify like and how is your identity either helping move you forward or holding you back mm. you know and i think you could say the same of finn you know mm. finn was denying that he was a stormtrooper but at the at the same time like he was embracing this idea of being a resistance fighter mm. and in embracing that idea of being a resistance fighter he actually becomes a resistance fighter, yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. in trying to lose that identity of being a stormtrooper and embracing this new identity, he mm. actually becomes what mm. he wants to become. And yeah. I think he kind of helps Ray with that in that he's, he kind of drags her along on this adventure <laughs> and like, she kind of embraces it kind of doesn't, but she's like yeah. the whole time though, she says it a lot. Like mm. I'm just a scavenger. I'm just a scavenger. Like mm. I need to go back to Jakku. And yeah, even Han Solo is like, no, like, come work on my ship with me. Yeah. Like, embrace a different kind of life. Like, you don't have to stay there and mope. Mm. Like, mope around and wait for your parents mm. who are not coming back. But, mm. you know, I think mm. I think she does want to stay there just because she's like, well, if they do come back, mm. I want them to be able to find me. Yeah. No cell phones yeah. in the galaxy <laughs> to find each other. Wow. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think I just get that like I think the thing that I'm getting is like that sense of mm. identity and yeah. and either like getting stuck in it and not being able to move forward mm. or changing the way that you look at yourself so that you are able to move to where you want to go. Yeah. That's kind of what I got from this movie. Wow, that's good. Oof, that's good. That's good. Yeah, race race story is really is really really in in sense encouraging because she's someone who has this wound, you mm-hmm. know, that she her parents leaving and 
And the only way to deal with it was to stay mm-hmm. and to tell herself that her parents will come back. Yeah. And I think she seems very comfortable. She seems she seems comfortable in that world. Yeah. She can she can take care of herself. She's a good fighter. Mm-hmm. And and how did she learn? Like, okay, I'm just curious how she learned how to fight. But I think um, she just had to. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I think right. it's a tough. She just had to learn yeah. how to be tough, and 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 yeah, it's 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 such a beautiful story. Like, it's it's a it's a heartbreaking but beautiful story just to see, like, her find heal. Not even we can't even call it healing, but find. A way forward, mm-hmm. a like way a to move, you know, like because she's in the circle of scavenging, mm-hmm. buying quarters, <laughs> quarters quarter <laughs> portion, <laughs> and 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 yeah, like and then Finn comes along and just almost disrupts that. Finn and Bibi mm-hmm. come along and disrupt that mm-hmm. and take her on this journey uh, that lead her to the force, and I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. My focus will be on on Kylo because I, I I think I think that he his journey is so fascinating. First of all, I think he looks like Snape. Look at Snape's Snape's <laughs> kid. <laughs> if Snape had a child, it would be Kylo. Right. <laughs> okay. I had to put it out there. Keep going. But, <laughs> more, more Shalom theories. Uh, the time when he prays, this is grandfather, you know, help me to be, mm. help me to be bad, you know, help me to, help me to be focused, to resist the light, mm-hmm. right? He's going like, I hate the light. Yeah. He has a hatred for the light and the light brings him some sort of pain mm-hmm. there's a pain that he's getting from the light and i think a lot of it is because he's doing some a lot of bad things mm-hmm. I, yeah and i think he wants to get rid of that feeling so that mm-hmm. he can just focus on being bad but it's not just about being bad it's about having power yeah. he feels like the things he's doing to get power are bringing so much guilt Mm-hmm. And the people that he loves, like his, you know, Han Solo, his dad, Leia's mom, and all these goodish people that he is, especially his parents, mm-hmm. almost make him feel feel the guilt, and that guilt is pain, mm-hmm. you know. And it kind of reminds me of, you know, the Skeksi a little bit, <laughs> and and how. They were like the 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 the, the king. I, I can't remember the emperor yeah. was afraid of reconnecting with the mystics because to him it's a nightmare. Because yeah. then he has to deal with the consequences of what they were doing. Mm. And and I think they, there's something something really profound about that in in that in that the when especially when the light does not come with forgiveness, mm. which I feel like the Jedi system has very little forgiveness. Mm. It do, it's not very forgiving. It's yeah. not very, very welcoming. It's not very embracing. And so with what Kyle is doing, I think the light just brings pain to him. He doesn't bring mm. salvation, doesn't bring redemption. And so he wants to get rid of that. And so he kills Han Solo. Yeah. Sad moments. I mean, Harrison Ford finally got what he wants. <laughs> got to die. And and um yeah, like it's it's such a powerful moment, I think, of someone trying to get rid of the pain. Mm-hmm. I want to get rid of the pain. So I want to do the most bad thing. I want to feel like the light is so far. I want to be so far from the light, so far from the temptation to get back to the light that like, so I need to do something really, really bad. And he does it. He, he kills, he kills his, he kills his dad. I don't think it really works. I think that those doubts will remain like uh, we see that next movie, mm-hmm. but yeah, like it's, it's such an interesting thing about, you know, as, as human beings, it's when, when the light is not seen, like, healing and 
restoration, the light is pain. Mm. And so, you know, we can talk about things like rehabilitation, you know, when we don't, we don't, putting people in prison, it should be, the main focus should be rehabilitation, Mm -hmm. should be helping people realize that, hey, there's a path forward. Some people might never leave the confines of where Mm -hmm. they are because of how big their crime is. But I think that even for them, like even for anyone, like it should be being in in a prison. It's not about, hey, we're going to like show you how bad you are Mm -hmm. so that you can feel the pain of how bad you are. But we want to show you that there is a path to being better. We want to show you that the light is not there to torment you, but it's there to to restore you and to help you. And 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 so, looking at Kylo Ren, I I just feel like he's haunted by the light. Mm-hmm. And and the only thing that makes sense to me is that is that he he's it's the guilt, and that's why I think I think his story is gonna end in a very interesting way where he does the right thing, but there needs to be some sort of attempted sacrifice or mm-hmm. sacrifice mm. to almost like help him process that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like the way that you said that, just because I've always found him like talking to Darth Vader's helmet, like kind of hokey. Kinda yeah. Corny, <laughs> I've always been like, I'm like, really? You're like, get rid of the light inside of me? Like, yeah. what a weird thing <laughs> what a to weird say. Guy. <laughs> like, it's like a weirdo. But I, I do like the way that you said, like, sometimes doing the right thing is like the most painful thing because mm-hmm. you've done something that you have deemed awful. Yeah. And because you've done that, like, doing the right thing yeah. can often be painful because mm-hmm. you have to admit that you did that. You did that. Yeah. Um, Something really interesting that that Shalom and I were talking about the other day was, like, this idea of how, like, we process how we are on this, like, binary of, like, I'm a good person or I'm a bad person. Like, yeah. that's kind of what I think of with the Force. Like, yeah. I'm dark or I'm light. But mm. the fact of the matter is, like, when you process life like that, when you do things that are, like, bad... You almost can't process it because you don't want to consider yourself a bad person. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be like, I'm on the dark side because I made a Mm. racially insensitive comment. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of just being able to be like, wow, I just got called out on that. Mm. And what I said was bad. I'm going to apologize for it. And I'm going to look to grow. Mm -hmm. So, like, instead, Mm. like really we should be wow. trying to view things not mm. on this almost like i don't know if dichotomy is the right word like on this like duality type mm. of thing where it's like mm. you're this or that yeah but yeah. really like we yeah. need to be able to see that we're all on a spectrum and yeah. we're all looking to grow that's which so again i think that's where this trilogy is going i do think yeah. that we're going for like in order to balance the force doesn't mean yeah. that good needed to win out. Yeah. Like that doesn't bring balance actually yeah. because yeah. it was what you said. Like mm-hmm. the Jedi are actually like pretty harsh lines. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they're doing in quotes, all good things, mm-hmm. but at the same time they're doing terrible things. Like look mm-hmm. at the way that they, they spoke to baby Anakin, like little mm-hmm. Anakin, you know, yeah. they're like, like don't care about your mom. I'm like, He's like five. Yeah. <laughs> like, of course he's going to care about his you mom, to, who's a slave. All, all attachments. You know, like mm. his mom, who's a slave and got left behind yeah. and like he's yeah. worried about her dying and all that. Like, yeah. I do think that there's a lot there, mm-hmm. you know, that the Jedi did that was really pretty insensitive mm-hmm. overall. Which you know? is bad. Like, because his, which is in quotes his mom, bad. His mom dies in the but end. But they couldn't, mm. but because they were on the light side, they couldn't, and they viewed themselves on this, this like light side, dark side. Mm-hmm. They couldn't view that as like something that was bad. Yes. They couldn't view it as something that was bad and could, could use growth yes. to be better because yes. they couldn't admit that there was something about that, that was yeah. considered dark. Yeah, and and I think when you look at the world today, you realize, like, political leaders or people who come out saying, it's okay to say bad things, who come out just saying the bad thing, mm. they are becoming very attractive to to a lot of people because they're people who are struggling with the guilt. Mm-hmm. So they're like, I can just, I should just be able to say what I want to say. Yeah. Like, I just be able to. So it's more attractive just to go all out bad. Yeah. Than to deal with 
the 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 middle it's too section. Too much pressure to be in quotes. Good. Right, the middle section, but also it's it's also there's also this temptation to go all out good, where you're like I'm yeah. perfect, I'm great, where there's hypocrisy. Yeah, you know, and and I think I think that there is a middle ground where we can actually where it's it's a, there's a struggle, but I think we can find a certain level of of comfort over time. It's like riding a bike, like you know, mm-hmm. and learning how to to balance you know, yourself and be able to move forward. And, and I'm excited to see where they go with the last movie. Yeah. Because I, I have a feeling that's where they're going. You're seeing that a lot more in television. The Listen, the light, the uh, light wider, white lighters, and it's great. Oh, the elders aren't so great. They are <laughs> terrible people. So, so we can see that, like, in these shows that there's almost this redefinition where it's like, no, it's not. It's not that side. It's not that side. There's a middle place, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited to see mm-hmm. where the rise of Skywalker goes. I think it's gonna be awesome. So. All right, so we are going to shut this down. Yes, we are. Thank you so much for listening to another week of Jedi Junkies. We are almost done. There are only two more episodes left, and then I know that Shlomo said we were gonna take a three-week break, but then The Mandalorian ended up being amazing. So there's going to be a bonus episode of Jedi Junkies. We are going to do The Mandalorian because Uh, I just can't believe how good that show is. Oh, my gosh. Baby Yoda. And we've also gotten requests to do Mandalorian. Yeah. (laughs) It's really good. It's, it's, It's very... It's like these nice, nice stories. It's like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like you're watching a different thing every time. Yeah, so it's, it's exciting. It's like one overarching story that has many stories within, which is yeah, which is a really cool way of storytelling, and I, I really, mm. really enjoy it a lot. So yes. we will be doing Mandalorian. Hopefully, Joe will be able to be on that episode. We'll have to see mm, with the holidays. So <laughs> yeah. hopefully, our resident nerd will also be able to be on that because yeah. We had a conversation the other day that was like an hour long about it. (laughs) (laughs) And we have so many thoughts and feelings. (laughs) So many thoughts. I was just listening. Yeah, Shalom was just listening. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. All right. So thank you so much for joining us on this nerdy journey. We'll see you next week.